Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. No, I'm glad to. It's for minorities, but white people don't be scared. Asians, Hispanics, you want to come on the show, hit us up. I'll talk to anybody about everything. Just be- like, these niggas is out here fucking these girls and putting it on porn up. At 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday with a hard on, she gets up and she turns oh on the church and turns the thing on. I was thinking, I'm going to get some head or something start to think. Oh, niggas is straight out here raw digging and choking on her. If God has his hand on you, why you sitting there? Uh, that was pretty good, man. It just kind of came you out. You can't be squeamish when giving head. I mean, you got a dick in your mouth. Like, how much more gutter can you be? Right, like, like, pussy's a big deal, nigga. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Just what it is. The reality is. Have you ever cheated on somebody? No. I have. Well, yeah. Oh, I never wanted to cheat on anybody. Shit happens, right? I never did. <laughs> so, if we have a little bit more, you know, the people who have a little bit more, then we have a little bit of time to give people who have a little bit less. Yeah. We get equalized the situation, and one day, you know, regardless of what the government does, we will have systems in place to take care of ourselves. You are now host of the reality is where filtering becomes extinct today's show is brought to you by blog talk radio your voice your independence your platform so join us as we work to build a listener and podcast essential podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com also this episode is brought to you by take action apparel and gear the brainchild of actor gabriel silva to stand up against bullying through fashion and accessories that let you be you visit that website by going to www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something new to support the cause awesome i made it a point to wait until you got to the last one this to do what? Oh, to break in. Yes. And let me know that it sounded pretty good. you did good. a good job. I'm trying, man. I tell you, I keep trying to um, speak slower, get my shit together. Mm-hmm. It's January 1st, 2018. I said I wasn't going to do a podcast till around the 15th, but shit is getting real yeah. around here. I'm excited about the new year. Honestly, it's kind of crazy because, you know, people talk about New Year's resolutions. Let me turn so I can see your face. Let me see your face. In the place. So, the new year, man, for me, it's like... I'm Are you a part of the new year, new me tribe? Nah, I ain't doing okay, that shit. Good. Like, I don't understand that shit. <laughs> like, you just magically change in one once day. the clock strikes 12. Yeah, this ain't no Cinderella story. This is real life. Okay. Now, for me, I- I'm excited about the new year, though, just because of what's happening. Um, some of the partnerships that we've, you know, been able to connect with. Some of the people we've been able to meet. Some of the places we've been able to go. Not because we couldn't go before, but now when we go to these different places, we're in different rooms. We're in different Speak positions. Different exactly. So it's just basically like a whole different mood. So we basically just got back from the frozen tundra in Chicago. Which really wasn't that bad. To you, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Because when we was there, you was acting like it was all bad. No, it wasn't bad. I told you I felt like going into this trip because I literally just got back from Niagara Falls in winter. And that's super cold. And the wind hits a totally different way. So it wasn't that bad. 
Chicago was good for me. Um, the weather, I loved it because, as anybody knows, shout out to the homie Richard Gray, man. Like, we both are sweat monsters. What a sweat monster means is that you sweat in any kind of weather. Mm-hmm. I can sweat in negative two degree I weather. I didn't see you sweat this time. Uh, you had a little bit of sweat when you came back from the gym. Under my clothes, I was sweating. Okay. Under my armpits. And this is the this this was the narrative of the whole Chicago trip. As a man, you didn't need all your dick. Yeah, you, you did not need all your dick. Reminding us of that. What does it mean? Day. It's so fucking cold. If you're a man, you know exactly what this means. It's so fucking cold. There's no way you got all your weight in your shit. My balls was tight as fuck, like a vice grip. <laughs> Thank God I got enough inches to where my dick wasn't sitting directly on my balls. You didn't have button dick. No, I didn't have button dick. And you know what's so funny? Because we was talking about that. And for those who don't know what button dick is, if you have a guy. And you see him walking around, and you see that little point, Just like that. he, like he pitching a, a a baby tent. Yeah, you know how when you, you know your kids are little, they want to go, you know, hiking or go like camping or some mm-hmm. shit. And you like, we ain't going out in the woods, but you can go, you know, pitch a tent in, in the, the living, living room. room. So they go get a little chair and shit, and they, you know, they mm-hmm. get their little kid chairs and they put a sheet or a blanket over it. Mm-hmm. That's what button dick is. That's the equivalent to button dick. Mm-hmm. Seeing that little point tip. Which means your dick is so small that when it freezes up, that bitch can't hang. It has no hang time. It just mm-hmm. straight out, just a it little, so just a little bit over the balls. As button dick. If you see a man taking his index finger and his pinky finger and he pulling, mm. he should be grabbing. Yeah, he should be grabbing with his whole five fingers to move, shift his penis. Mm. He shouldn't be grabbing with his index <laughs> finger and his thumb <laughs> to give his penis some more room. Now, we all know when you're working out and you're wearing tight clothes as a man, your dick can be like a fruit roll up. The skin just contracts and it rolls up the penis. Well, like, it's, it's penis, the penis is a miraculous thing. I know we're talking about the Big Chicago time. trip. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I just felt like I needed to. No, nah, dude, that leave that to Charlemagne now. We're going to create our own shit. No, I, and, I threw that in there for Harper. Okay, well, that's still Charlemagne that's why and I did shit. It. <laughs> and Harper knows too. Like, we ain't doing nothing related to no other podcast, no other nothing. This is the reality is shit. Straight up well, and down, I just we felt are creative. Like I was in a world of never ending dick talks. It was. I did talk about dick a lot. <laughs> yes. I definitely did. So I'm glad that I was able to help break up that. Yeah, but it, it was, I had a good time in Chicago, though, for real. Um, the event. Um, it was a success. Shout out to Richard and Jason, man. They did that thing again. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because, you know, when we did the one in Dallas for the Martin Trivia Live event, you know, we planned everything. We put everything together, and mm-hmm. it was a, a huge success um, to see Richard and Jason do their thing with Cavassier and get that shit popping and being able to just come out and help them out, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and be there and, and do the moral support. Like, I didn't have as big a role in Chicago as I did in Dallas, and it felt so amazing to just sit back mm-hmm. and watch them and you guys do what you do. I know you were uh, chopping it up with Jason's girlfriend Monica. Shout yes, out to it Monica, was so man! Nice meeting it her. was an amazing time. It was an ama- um, it was great to meet Monica. Shout out to Monica. How you doing, Monica? Glad I got to meet you, Jason. You got to keep her. She's a dope ass girl, man. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. But it was a great time, man. Um, Jason and them did their job before the event started. It's crazy because we were eating at uh, we were at breakfast. And Jason was like, I remember when we did the Martin Trivia Live in Dallas, I was telling him, I was like, bro, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I was cramping up and shit before the event. Yeah. And, you know, Jason and Richard was like, hey, bro, just, just chill. chill. You got this. This shit is cool. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm nervous. Yeah. 
flip the page, mm-hmm. you know, Jason was more on the scene, you know, this time something in Chicago. About that hometown. It's about you know that. You, gotta, you don't want to fuck it you up, gotta man. Come through you got to come through. So Jason was like, hey, bro, I understand what you were talking about mm-hmm. being nervous. You know, he was like, I feel like I had to shit a brick. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I needed to take a nap. I told Richard to bring me home so I can take a nap before <laughs> the event. He's like, so I get what you're saying. And it's like that expect. I don't think people even understand that. Like the people who come into these events, they come in and they have a great time. Mm-hmm. But it's like they have no idea the work that goes behind it. Exactly. That's why it's so imperative for you to be on time. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so imperative that we want people to have a great time because that's money being invested in this. Mm-hmm. That's time being invested in this. There's blood, sweat, and tears. The the anticipation of failure or, or, mm-hmm. or success. Like the shit is crazy. That's why it's easy for people to come in and pick certain stuff apart and yeah. be like, oh, they should have did this, they should have did that. Yeah. Not even knowing what all they had to go through to get it to that point. Exactly. Because, you know, one of the things here at the Martin Trivia Live here in Dallas was people wanted more seats. And it was like, mm-hmm. we changed venues three times to accommodate these people. Yeah, but they only knew about two. Two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, like, Jason and them had the same issue. Like, people was like, oh, more seats, more seats. And it's like, they did what they did. Mm-hmm. They got you free you got Kavassier. In the building, like. You got in the building. You got everybody grew up watching Martin. You got mm-hmm. to see Carl uh, Anthony. Carl Anthony Payne. Carl Anthony everybody Payne. Everybody want to do the mashup of his character. It's hard. It's, yeah, because it's so close to each Cole other. Cole Brown. Cole Brown. Carl Anthony Payne. But Carl um, Anthony Payne, man, you got to sit in the building with him. You got to. He was late as fuck. And drunk as hell. And drunk as hell. <laughs> <laughs> then he had his little misfits with him. You know what I'm saying? He had he his had, misfits as in the AKA women. groupies. Yeah, groupies. You know what I'm saying? And then you had the scenario where everybody was trying to, like we were near the stage, mm-hmm. you know, talking and, and making sure everybody was having a good time or whatever like that. But it's so like. It was like, oh, let me just bag my way. Yeah, just trying to back into the VIP. And it's like, <laughs> hey, man. Like you ain't got this. You you ain't supposed to be over here. The crazy and part about don't it. Don't make it that obvious. Don't. Like people was thirsty like a motherfucker. It was like this just, shit is crazy. Like, come up to somebody and be like, hey, I'm a big fan. You know, just do yeah. it. Be direct. Don't try to slide into but that don't, VIP. Like, don't try to talk to me. Don't try to talk to her to get close to the <laughs> VIP so you could get in there. Like just ask. Now the funny thing about it was, I know you were like, hey, you should take a picture with Cole. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You should get a picture with Lil Rail. Lil Rail came through. Yeah. I didn't ask for a picture with Cole. I didn't ask for a picture with Lil Rail. Now I am a Martin fan. I love Lil Rail, but yeah. I don't really get starstruck and then I guess I got to get over my own ego because I was just like I ain't supposed to walk up to these niggas and ask them for no picture no. I'm talking to them I'm interacting with them we in the same place like why I got to get a picture but with them but it's bigger than that because I'm know. not a person that gets starstruck either yeah I know I man. think the only people that I would be and I've said this before I think the only people that I would be starstruck in behind would be the Obamas yeah but as far as recognizing the importance of it when it comes to business yeah. and what you're trying to do, yeah. I think you have to always take that into consideration because it's like we flew all the way out to Chicago yeah. last minute at yeah. that. Yeah. So you better maximize the opportunity. Yeah, so you gave me a tongue thrashing the next morning about being so <laughs> egotistical. Yes. Uh, then you, my mom and you know my second mom, Miss Marilyn, like people just gave me a tongue thrashing about why didn't you get a picture with Lil Real? Why didn't you get a picture with Carl Anthony Payne? You was right Something. there next to him. You talked to him. You know, you caught the video where we interacted before he got video, on the stage. Yeah, I can say yeah, and I appreciate you because yeah. a lot of people love that. They saw it, and the people who know me, man, shout out to my homeboy Dorico, man, out in San Antonio. Like he was like, bro, we grew up watching this shit and to see you sitting there interacting with you know Cole and, and talking to him before going on stage and just being in the same video he was like bro that's big yeah. and you know a lot of people was hitting me up saying hey man that's big that's big that's big mm-hmm. do this do that and it's like yeah it, it's good 
I want to say thanks to you, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said all the time, man, none of the stuff I'm done this year, the the greatness that has happened would be without you. Mm-hmm. Um, as I always say, shout out to Jason and Richard for always making us a part of everything and mm-hmm. keeping it going. Shout out to the homie Stephen Colfield, man. I keep telling y'all about Stephen Colfield Jr., yes. man, the actor out of New York. Um, he will be on the podcast this week. Uh, we'll be interviewing him. He got some CBS specials coming up, mm-hmm. so he's going to be rolling those out. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We got a lot of shit coming up with Republican Company, um, Roberts Media Group. We got a lot of stuff going on with that. Shout out to the homie um, Jamil Gooden, man, um, of Millennial Films. Yeah. If you get a chance, go to Instagram, and it's Millennial. I think it's M-Y. L-I-N-E-A-L Millennial Films Follow him man He got a lot of creative shit Mm -hmm. The videos that you see me Post this week On Instagram From Republican Company The microfilms Were done by Jamil Gooden Man he is Amazing with the camera Mm -hmm. I look forward Yeah yeah, they are In their own way James man James Getty Big Al man Y'all heard us talk about it I'm gonna let you take that I'm sorry I'm just glad that we all Got a chance to hang out Outside of business Cause the last couple of times It's always been around an event And everybody's doing their thing Yeah But we actually got time Well we decided to stay over Yeah Cause we were actually Gonna leave early But we decided to stay over And we got to hang out With the guys Just in a more relaxed setting And environment Yeah And just talking to them And like learning more about them Like background and stuff Especially James James holds a special place in my heart hey James this weekend. hey bro <laughs> hey man nah James is good people man James is um, I put out a post earlier um, this weekend and when we talk a lot of times we talk about business and you think about basketball let's look at the Cleveland Cavaliers right now mm-hmm. you got LeBron James yes. you got Dwayne King Wade James. you got um, Tristan Thompson you got Kevin Love you got J.R. Smith you got Isaiah Thomas, who's hurt. Derrick Rose, who's hurt. You know what that means? You got people who got to come off the bench and make things work mm-hmm. when other people are hurt. James is that sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. James is that guy that anytime that Jamil needed somebody to hold the camera, hold the light, to make sure he, he was getting good shots, he came through. If you wanted water, he went and got mm-hmm. water. He asked and he me. He came if, back and was like, You good? You know, he yeah, didn't have he, to do that. He didn't have to do nothing. Like, he kept checking, making sure I was good because I felt like I was security that night for the VIP, the oh, way yeah. people was acting. Matter of fact, let's talk about this, the, the girl. I don't want to call her a bitch because I don't know. <laughs> But she had a bitch attitude. Yeah, she really did, though. So we had, they had wristbands, mm-hmm. you know, colored wristbands to kind of tell people where to go, where to sit, mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. Steven did an amazing job hosting the show again. I told him we yeah. didn't even need Carl Anthony Payne because the way Steven was doing his thing. He's such was, a natural. He's a natural, That's man. That's his element. That is definitely his yeah. element. Uh, we want him hosting the one when we do it again here in Dallas. But. This girl came over, you know, it was time to get up, everybody to get up. So a lot of people was already in VIP because they felt like, hey, we paid money. Mm-hmm. They opened the curtain. Motherfuckers just rushed again, in. Cole was late. Cole was late. So people took the VIP spot. So we let it happen at first. But after, the, you know, we started getting into the gaming and had to rotate people. It was like, you know, when they the first set of people got out of the VIP, we tried to make sure it was clear. Mm-hmm. People at, uh, how do you pronounce it? Promontory? Promontory. So at the Promontory Lounge, like, the people who work there, the staffing people, they, you know, put a barricade, if you will, or like mm-hmm. the little... They um, roped it off. Yeah, they roped it off. So when they roped it off, it was for nobody else to come through there. So when it was time to switch... People were sliding through. People were sliding through. The so this one girl came through and I was like, hey, this is for, you know, Carl Anthony Payne. This is mm-hmm. the VIP section. And my thought process was, she like, well, I paid. And I'm thinking, bitch, you paid $24. $24. <laughs> Compared to whatever Carl, fee was for him Carl to Carl Anthony was a couple grand. More than a couple grand. I'm sure. Yeah. More than a couple, couple grand to yeah. have him there. You better take your $24.95 ass and get your ass back in the back. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? As Dave Perfect Chappelle on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so then she, 
goes ahead and sit in there, you know, and then you look at me and I say, you know, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, we're yeah. not going to have these problems out in Chicago. Yeah, I don't know all these people out here and I will it. gut punch a motherfucker. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So I was like, fuck it. Go ahead and let her in. When they remove, when security removes her ass and embarrasses her, that's on you. And that's what I told her when she got ready to walk in there. I said, when security comes to get you, don't say I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. So I scooted my ass on back to the side of the stage with the other security guard. Mm-hmm. So she's playing the game. The staffing people come and they say, hey. She, she saw, well, first of all, no, you have to back up. Because okay. she saw him coming through the crowd. Okay. That's when she gathered her things and went to the restroom. Well, that was before. Okay. I'm talking about the staffing people. Oh, okay. They came before because at first the, the hostess came and was, so like, I was like, don't y'all, miss that part. Yeah, they, they was like, y'all got to move. And she's like, we ain't going nowhere. Cole could sit his ass on the stage. Oh, yeah, she did. And I was like, who the fuck this bitch thinks she is? So then the manager came mm-hmm. and he was like, we got another table in the back for y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all could come sit back here. This is VIP. Yeah. She still didn't want to go nowhere. Like you said, then she started seeing Cole maneuver through the crowd with security. They were bringing him over. Mm-hmm. She got her shit. She went to the bathroom and left her motherfucking friends to get kicked out on their own. Because so when security did. came over there, the little short, stocky Mexican, the, the tall, dothraki looking motherfucker, yes. and they moved all of them niggas around. Yeah. Bitch, it had a Cavassier booth. A bucket. A bucket at the bucket. table yeah. lit up with bottle service. Bitch, you think $24.95 got you that? <laughs> Get your muffin baby head ass up out of here and take your black ass to the back. Oh, my God. You think the $24.95 going to get you a front stage with Cavassier bottle service? Nigga, some you tripping. That, you know, you'd be surprised. Some people do think that. Yeah. They feel like they are entitled to that. So then, you know, some of Carl Anthony Payne's, uh, he had an a entourage with him. Um, mm-hmm. So some of these girls came through. They looked like they were no older than 24. Um, They acted as if they were. Oh, baby, that you. <laughs> you couldn't tell them they that weren't wearing air. Gucci and Prada. <laughs> I said it was Express at best. You Did said, I, don't give them Express. You said they was probably popping was, off on Fashion Nova. Yeah. All right, I I don't know much about girls' attire, but the point of the matter is the ugliest thing about a beautiful woman is an ugly-ass personality. That shit makes you ugly yeah. as fuck. They was looking at me on the side of the stage, and I was like, I ain't even checking for these bitches because they basic. They attitude, like the air that they were giving off. Made them like, basic bitches, man. you know man. me, I will give a compliment anytime, yeah. anywhere. If no, your, they, if, two if of them had bad, a fat ass. I no, did, they did have I, a fat ass. No, two of them had a fat ass. I did acknowledge that. But yeah. I'm going to tell you the thing about Cole clearly is an equal opportunist when it comes to VIP um, entourages. Yeah, because he looked cool. like somebody. Grandma was in the VIP. He did. Along with those thought buckets. <laughs> uh, it looked like he had a nigga from um, the Isley Brothers because the dude with the glasses yeah. and the slick hair. Yeah. It, uh, it had a nigga who. I, what is that comedian? The female comedian's name. Which one? Um, Cher Underwood. Is it Lunell? I don't know who that is. No, it's, I think it's Lunell. All but I it was know the lady is, in there that looked like Lunell. He was an equal opportunist for people who was in his booth for the VIP section. I didn't know yeah. who was with him and who wasn't with him. The funny part about it, too, is people who knew. Shout out to the motherfuckers who came to the Martin Trivia Live event in Dallas. Yeah. And traveled and tracked y'all ass through the winterized Chicago streets yeah. to come support us. I was us. walking through the crowd yeah. and um, somebody stopped me and I was like, hey, you and your boyfriend put the event together in Dallas. And I was like, yeah, we did. I yeah. was like, excuse me. Made you feel some kind yes. of way. You so crazy. So, <laughs> like I, I've been preaching, man. Roger, and I had been drinking Cavassier that night. So. Ride your own dick sometime, man. We just got through watching Dave Chappelle this morning. And one thing about Dave Chappelle, he was like, I know I tell good jokes. Mm-hmm. That's why I get paid the big bucks. 
Did you get a picture of the signature drinks? Because I need to remember what was in there. You go, girl. Because that's what I was drinking all night. Yeah, so, and that's the thing. It was great. You know, that was a great concept that Cavassier and a Republican company came yeah. up with to have the, um, you saw almondy drink. Yeah, um, you go, girl. You go, girl drink. Man, uh, sit, your, man, sit your ass down drink. And the Big Shirley. Yeah. Big Shirley was bacon infused. Yeah, and it, it, I could taste you, the bacon because somebody brought me a, uh, like a little shot. I don't want to drink no drink tastes like bacon, yeah, but I did love it. it. But yeah. a lot of people loved it. A lot of people loved it. So, I mean, Chicago was amazing, man. Being in the event, like when Cole came in, and he got on the stage, the crowd went wild. Uh, wild. Steven, the way he was maneuvering the crowd and talking to everybody, the crowd went Shout wild. Shout out the, to the girl who backed him down I mean, on the dance floor. The way, I mean, all the way down. I thought you tore your ACL, Steven. <laughs> I thought your ACL was gone, my brother. I loved it. But see, the thing about Steven, man, handsome guy, tall guy, very talented mm-hmm. guy. Even women who may not be the type of women he would date or in his dating pool, mm-hmm. he treated them all the same. He did. And he called everybody princess. He held every woman's hand. If he helped a girl who was a 12, looks aesthetically mm-hmm. off the stage, he also helped a plus-size woman who may have been a three in his book off the stage. Yeah. He treated nobody any different. Jason did a great job maneuvering the crowd. Richard did a great job maneuvering Shout the crowd. Shout out to Jason for getting them pictures all night. He, he was, was photobombing everybody. everybody. But the thing that made it great was people <laughs> interacting with the the um interacting with interacting with the patrons of the show mm-hmm. to make them and let them know that we appreciate you. Yeah. You know, one girl came to me and she's like, "Hey, I'm trying to get this table, blah blah blah." She's like, "I don't mean to interrupt you. I know you're probably busy." And I was like, "Nah, you straight. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? What do we win? What's the rules of the game?" So just interacting with people, making yeah. them feel like you're reachable, you're touchable. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is that when people start making you feel like you're bigger than what you are, mm-hmm. and that's I ain't used to that shit. No, me either. That's why, like I said, when the people were stopping me talking about, "Hey, y'all did that in Dallas," yeah. like telling me how much yeah. they enjoyed it, or seeing like, pictures and being like, know "Oh man, the next this, time is man, that like, shit." It's crazy. So I many guess messages. I did do a little song. You're so crazy. And so many messages <laughs> I get when people be like, hey, man, I see you doing big things. I see this. Like, I appreciate it, but I still feel like I'm just a regular-ass nigga. I don't ever want to be that guy that gets so egotistical off success yeah, that I forget definitely. who the fuck I am. So the best way for me to do that is look at myself and know that I am somebody, but still be like, hey, my nigga, remember the time when. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody Remember the time when Don't ever lose that shit Keep yourself in check Even when people I come back home And people hit me up And texting me And calling me You know what I'm making sure That I respond to these people The same way I was Responding to them Before I left Mm -hmm. Before I got this Little spotlight Before I got this Little shine Because if I die today My legacy I want my legacy to be That nigga never changed Mm -hmm. Every time we interacted With this guy He was the same Yeah Amazing. And if anybody says anything different, you're. I got more people saying exactly. you a lie. Like I want. It's already I, established who you are, who and other I people am. are gonna be like, "Nah, that's not even." That's him. not even that. Because I think man. we had a situation, something that popped off one time where somebody said that I did something or said something uh-huh. and everybody that you told the story to or we told the story yeah. to was like that they ain't even, even her sound, they don't even sound like you yeah so when you guys when you when you are authentic and you putting yourself out there at all times the same way people know what it is exactly man. you're gonna have people to try and shit on your name mm-hmm. that's just how it is you're gonna have people to try to misinterpret things that's just how it is mm-hmm. now another thing I loved about Chicago man was I always tell people that black love oh yeah if I could take the culture of Chicago and the black people of Chicago and bring them to Texas, the culture would immediately change. Yeah. Like we went to Nobody's Daly's restaurant. To talk. Nobody's afraid to talk. Everybody's checking on each other. Making sure you good. Even the restaurants we went to, like black dudes are speaking me. Like I wore a shirt, one uh, one a nice shirt when I was down there, and you know, guys mm-hmm. was like, Hey bro, that's a dope ass shirt. Hey this, hey that. But here it's like 
They size you up. Yeah, and it's like it's always if it's not hating, if they're not saying things to where you can hear them verbally hate you on you, you it. can see it in their face and mm-hmm. their body the language. Energy that they give off. Yeah, black and and you know what is so funny? I was talking to you and I was telling you how back, you know, in slavery time, one of the thing one of the places that a lot of black people left to get away from slavery of the South was Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's like as uh, you feel that togetherness, and you feel that camaraderie. That places and I just feel at home. Exactly. And that's how I felt that because um it wasn't my first time going to Chicago, but it was like my first time actually really getting out to enjoy the city yeah um so just being able to like really feel because i think a couple of times y'all were doing things like you and the guys yeah and so normally i'm the only woman and so i was like no you go ahead and go and i really just went downstairs hung out in the lobby of the hotel and it was a whole bunch of you know older distinguished black men Mm -hmm. they weren't afraid to step so if anybody it's single looking, and single, looking for, and you want to be found, not necessarily looking, but yeah. you want to put yourself in a situation. Chicago niggas don't make Chicago. you feel like, yeah. Chicago um, niggas is they straightforward thinking, yeah. man. They forward thinking, they step into you. They gonna tell you if they think and you're they attractive. And they step to you correct. Yeah, it's like, no it disrespect. No, yeah, it, it ain't no, no hey bitch or hey 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 yeah. hey hey. It's like they opening the door mm-hmm. or they approach. And the thing about it, you were coming back telling me this, and I'm like, hey. You are a good woman, and you are a woman of your word, so why not? You deserve and to be treated this way. And I didn't even have to tell you, because, like, literally, I think I was down in the lobby waiting on you to come back from one one spot you yeah. went to. And you walked in, and you was like, I bet all these was down here trying to holler at you or whatever. And I was like, yeah. But nobody changed nothing up. Yeah. Like, when you're in a different environment, people will probably be looking at you sideways, mm-hmm. or they wouldn't barely speak to me anymore. Yeah. But everybody was just, like, grown about it. Yeah, everybody was grown. No disrespect. It's one of, And like you told me that time where you was like, hey, I think we were at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you was like, hey, before you came, this guy was kind of giving me the eye and kind of looking at me probably you know like he was about to approach me mm-hmm. and then he saw you sit down and then you said he kind of looked at you and shrugged his shoulders yeah, like uh, maybe uh. next time or you know <laughs> hey it ain't i guess it ain't in the cards yeah but it's one of those things where it's still respectful like he didn't brush into me and try and be Mm-mm. brody like even even as rambunctious as the crowd was at the promontory like i wasn't i wasn't nervous yeah like the all the bad shit that you well, hear about chicago for you because, because I, I have a bad attitude, attitude yeah is. i have attitude in crowds and it's sometimes i feel like damn i can't take this nigga nowhere yeah but nobody <laughs> nobody was disrespectful everybody was cool man and like i say I, the guys out there that I, every guy that i met or interacted with it was like dap up mm-hmm. talking to you chopping it up like like i said no disrespect Just the greetings like like you were saying we went to um, daily's, daily's restaurant before we left in the and south the side of chicago <laughs> in the hood where they tell you don't fucking go and, and we had an amazing time, in, She man. was like, hey, baby. She told me, seat yourself. I'm old and I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it was like everybody in there knew the waitresses. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew their kids. Yeah. Like that family shit that you see when you be watching. Um, Where people say it takes a village. No, no, no. Before you even get to that. But you know how like when you watch, what's that movie? The bar- Barbershop. Yeah, Barbershop. You know how they so cool mm-hmm. and connected. With and everybody they know, Like that's community. how that shit, it felt like that, the, the Barbershop. Mm-hmm. The Barbershop one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. It felt like love. It felt like the black people were looking out for each other and like yeah. we were saying it takes a village to raise a child but, but it takes a vi- need that too. but adults need that shit too mm-hmm. and it was one one of the servers yeah the um it was an older couple sitting behind us and our server her name was Portia yeah. and i heard the couple saying Portia you be safe tonight go home yeah. you know and she was like oh no i'm going straight home i got to be at work at 6 o'clock in the morning i guess this guy's way of keeping me out of trouble or yeah, whatever yeah. but just the fact that they thought enough to tell her go home yeah. be safe yeah. you know here, here, here don't nobody know. know. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody know your name. Or Ain't nobody asking care, or checking for you. You don't find out about it until it's too late. Until you're dead. Exactly. I mean, you can't come back and read your Facebook post about what people say about you when you're dead. 
But it's like the shit that they do, man. I, I just felt the love there, man. I think we got, we were talking about this last night when we got in from Chicago, was we got, well, speaking for myself, yeah. I got more texts from people that I just met yeah. saying Happy New Year, you know, well wishes than people years, that man. I've been on. And a lot of times, like, I stopped sending out certain messages because yeah. I wasn't getting them in return. Not yeah. saying that I was looking for something in return, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you do get tired of pouring into people that don't pour anything into you. That's true. And I want to put you motherfuckers on notice, man. Harper, Frank, I want y'all to go with me on the next time, man. Yeah, please do. I, 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 it would be amazing for me to have some of my brothers, Richard, some of my brothers here to meet some of these good guys, man, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's very, it's a, I have a very small circle now, and I'm glad. I'm intentional about this circle being small. Mm-hmm. So I would like some of my brothers to go with me on some of these trips the next time so y'all can meet these guys, and these guys can meet you guys and see why I am the way I am because mm-hmm. a part of who I am now and my new way of thinking I owe that to Frank sure, and we need some girls I owe that to too. Harper I owe that to Richard what kind of girls you gonna no, have I need some girls to go I don't I get tired of being the only woman hell we got Kim we got Ashley Ashley you know yeah, playing you know, it yeah so we gonna play in that shit we gonna have y'all rolling with us in the new year so we gonna have our gang gang with Gucci gang Gucci gang Gucci gang I hate that fucking song I, I like love the hook. it just the ah, man <laughs> ah. but nah man it, it was a uh, I had a great I had a great time um the only thing now I did have some fails I always got some fails the lift drivers you know think about the snow yeah in Texas shit shuts down yeah we came back to how many wrecks motherfuckers <laughs> I mean the news saying everybody wrecking just from a little ice on the road and Chicago is fucking two the degrees white. the streets are white and niggas is driving like 70 I'm in the back seat like shit and breaking hard I mean and not sliding and at you all you know I drive crazy but it was a couple of times where I found myself grabbing onto the door now like, that African dude who took us back to the airport uh, clearly was yeah. about to have a couple wrecks cause yeah. when he almost hit the back of that truck I was like Fuck my life. Yeah. Bad business. I don't speak Evo, but this nigga need to get this shit together. Yeah. But everybody was driving fast, but they was able to do what they do, man. And I was thinking, like, if we driving, if we lived in Chicago, you got to go to work. Ain't no motherfucking snow days. They getting in there. And think about it. It was a packed house for the event. Like... And, and that's what we were nervous about that. I yeah. remember telling Jason, I was like, bro, because I'm thinking the way Texas and, uh-uh. and Dallas niggas no, are. No, it didn't matter. I was like, bro, hey, man, it. this snow on the road, man, it's probably going to, I was like, you think that's going to fuck up the event for the night? Nah. He's like, nah, bro, they going to come out, bro. He's <laughs> yeah. like, it's Chicago. Sure enough, we got out. If you go to my uh, my Facebook page, Anthony Roberts, you can look at the, my backdrop. Like, it was packed the fuck out, man. Had that shit happen in Texas. Wild, wall to wall. Had it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that shit. Pa- Ain't nobody coming. If it's just cold weather in Texas, we may not get a good turnout. <laughs> That's so sad. We got January coming, February <laughs> coming, where we doing events. And t- hopefully, my God, y'all niggas come out. Don't let a little rain stop y'all niggas. <laughs> and remember that y'all asked for it. Yeah, y'all did so, ask us to bring this yeah. shit back. So with us bringing this shit back, before we start taking the shit back on the road with uh, Republican Company and everybody else, make sure y'all enjoy this shit. Yeah. And let me tell you this. If you're listening to the podcast, first of all, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you're going to show up to these events, make sure you be ready. Be ready, because all we're trying to do is have a good time. Don't bring no bad energy, none of that negative mojo bullshit. Come out and have a motherfucking good time. We're going to take a quick break again. You're listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, and we'll be right back. things that I do want to get better Mm -hmm. Uber drivers 
Stop fucking farting in the car. That was my, oh my God, the entire trip was my first time that this happened. When you, we got picked up by probably like a Middle Eastern dude. Mm-hmm, he now, did it. When I got in the car, I, first of all, I was like, okay, it's got a little different smell to it. This is before the farting happened. Off top, yes. Had a different smell to it. He Middle Eastern, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then about five minutes, five minutes into the ride, first of all, he got the heat on. Anybody know that heat and gas don't mix. <laughs> so as it's rising and rising inside of me, but I was just saying, I was like, this shit here? And I'm looking at you. I I'm, I'm, I text on my phone and I show yeah. you the phone and I'm like, did this nigga just fart? Yeah. In those cases, do you, my, my mindset was, do I ask him, sir, did you just fart? I mean, it's his car. Yeah. He could make me get That's out. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, he probably feel like, this is my car and shit. I got to let it go. I'm gonna I got to let, let it go. go. But my whole, because I started to ask him, can I crack a window? Yeah. I know it's hot, but I know he but knows. But did you like, notice that the African guy that was taking us to the airport, he cracked the window at one point. And I was like, did he, I was like, did he just Did fart? he fart? Because he cracked the window, then he stuck his hand out of the window. Yeah. And I was like, maybe he's trying to play it off. Because, you know, sometimes when you fart, you do different shit. I know I done farted in the public, then I'll walk and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Dude. my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody done did something like that, and then be like, all right, let me play it off. Like, I don't know what's going on, and walk around and walk away. <laughs> Everybody done did that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I, the ride back was the worst, though. Yes, it was. The little Mexican oh dude, God. the little Mexican dude, when he picked us up from the airport to bring us home, first of all, he smelled good. I said, "Hey, bro, that's some nice cologne. You smell good, man." He was like, "He was like, thanks, no problem." So we get in the car. We get we leave from Grapevine area where the airport is. We get mm-hmm. to Irvin, and I see you keep touching your shirt. Like, what's happening? Like you fanning over your nose, and then it hit me, and I'm like. Again, yeah. again, and it was and hot in there. Was strong, like, his was strong. I mean, that shit smelled way. like uh, sewage water. <laughs> and I was like, this, 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 this. I tried to roll down the window, but he had a child lock on there. Yeah. And in that moment, it made me feel like on the movies when somebody getting kidnapped in the back yeah. seat and they hand on the window with their face like, "Help me!" <laughs> I was like, "Shit, this motherfucker did he?" Re-? And because it's the winter time. Everybody has the heat. Mm-hmm. Gas and the heat don't mix. Mm-hmm. When you farting, you know you fart. All the Uber drivers, if anybody's listening and they drive Uber or Lyft, I got a homeboy, Truan. Truan, if you in Lyft, bro, don't fart with somebody in the car. If you do, at least crack the window. And when you fart, the key to farting with somebody in the car, because I've done this with you several times, crack your side only. Yeah. So it seeps out. You know when you're smoking? Yeah. And you crack a window and you see the smoke go out of the window? Yeah. Do the you same do thing. Both with, sides, it's just going to circulate. It's, 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 it's like the right window and the left window is fighting to see who's going to pull the fart out first. Yeah. And it's just going across everybody's nose. Oh, you fart or burp and open the window of the side of the person who fart. Just like they're giving out rules of how to drive in the snow, mm-hmm. it's a way to fart in the car. Announce it and say, excuse me, I've got gas. <laughs> because it's normal for everybody. Then you fart. Make sure it's not a, a shark oh, where you God. shitting and farted. Um, <laughs> crack the fucking window and let that motherfucking shit seep out. Now, here's some reality for you. When I do that, don't I ask you yes. before I fart. Yes. Then I fart. Well, then you I don't ask me. You, you I make tell the you, announcement. I make the announcement. Then I crack the window and I fart. And you wait for a smell and you never get a smell. But the one time that I said I farted and I rolled my window down and you rolled your window down, you was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you didn't follow protocol, my nigga. You got to follow protocol. It's oh rules and levels God. to everything that we do in life, even farting. Uber drivers, stop farting in the motherfucking car <laughs> with your passengers or we need to start docking your ass $10 off of the $10. fare. $10. Off the motherfucking fare. 
Now I want to talk to the high regency for a minute. Great place. Um Hyde High Park. Place. Hyde Park High is Park. a Hyde Park is a lovely place to stay if you're going to stay in Chicago. Um, It is a little gentrified, but the thing about Chicago is it's a lot. It's an influx of black people, and clearly black folks ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. The thing about black folks here in Dallas is if something becomes gentrified, we complain about the money, and then we just never come back. We don't fight for it. We don't do nothing. Mm -hmm. In Chicago, it's a lot of black folks in the gentrified area, and I can tell you now from the looks of them, all of them ain't rich, but they just decided this is our city, and we ain't going nowhere. We need to have that mentality, too. Mm-hmm. I was about to say something else about, oh, so they put us in a handicap room. Yeah, because we, we checked It was a late. handicap room. First of all, we walked to the door. We didn't know it was a <laughs> handicap room. No. We walked to the door. It had we a gotta, peephole. We got to prep the people, though, because we did check in late. Our flight was delayed. Yes. Because of the weather. Yes. So we really didn't check in. It was like well after midnight. It was after midnight. And so that was the only room that they had available. We didn't know. The only thing that I would say would be, just to tell the people in advance, you should so tell you them. know what you're walking you know, into. Because we, we got to the door, we got and to you the door. Said, I looked Do they at have you. peepholes for midgets because they had a peephole <laughs> that stood about six feet tall for like average people, and then they had one to where it was like, if you coming into a whore's house, and they say only eight inches and up are allowed, and it was a peephole around dick level, and not to be funny. Even if this is for we, a handicapped person, what they gonna, what are you supposed to do? Get on your knees and look through that peephole? Or are they just going to tell you about the crotch of your pants? But when you said that, I instantly knew that it was going to be an accessible room. I didn't think, I was just I hoping that I was like, they was, got kids checking those? No. <laughs> but when you said it, I was like, okay, this must be an accessible room. When we walked in, it was like I'm oversized. Country. Oh, yeah, you're very country. But walked in, the room was oversized, and I really didn't have a problem with I was with like, the... damn, we got a little penthouse in here. <laughs> no, nah, that shit for them wide hips on them wheelchairs. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with the room itself. The issue was the shower. It didn't have a, any kind of separator or to, a keep, divot the, to yeah. keep the... Or to let the water drain properly. So, so you turn the shower on, and, it floods and the water whole bathroom. was like going across the whole entire floor. And they put like drains yeah. next to the toilet so it can drain, drain out. in the shower yeah. like no this now is you not can't tell work. me that's safe for a motherfucker it's who has not. to be in a wheelchair and I told you I said I felt like I just got ran through a car wash yeah. like who would want this for anybody that's disabled mm-hmm. in their family yeah. like thank god for the use of my limbs yeah. but I just felt like I got ran through a car wash yeah. and the bed so, was like we were sleeping in Japan <laughs> what does that mean the bed was damn near on the floor so it was I, like just having a mattress on the floor <laughs> nice room nice hotel don't get me wrong very nice but if you ain't know anything about Japanese or Chinese culture they have those little beds mm-hmm. that have a little lift off the floor now if you got bad knees a, a bad back that's bad for you but I guess it was for the people in the wheelchairs to throw themselves not throw themselves that's, oh my God. that's too aggressive to put themselves into to play to easy, easily get out of the wheelchair I'm sorry I, it's funny right now but I promise to God I'm just <laughs> so anyways I called I'm down I'm not trying to, the, to be no you just stop and get your okay. steps together my I called down wanted. to the front desk <laughs> and I asked if there was anything else available, of course, they said that there wasn't at that time. Uh, they would let me know. But we got our second room. Let's just say day. the bed was so low. If you got on your knees to pray, you would have to lower yourself some more to put oh your head and the elbows on the bed. Oh, my God. It I was mean, a low bed. It was very low. And even if you were in a wheelchair, we got to be able to take jokes and laugh at jokes. Like, they should tell people are too fucking serious, serious, sensitive these days. But, like, it literally, even if a person in a wheelchair, he would be plopping himself on the bed. Like it was yeah. that fucking low. I definitely think there needs to be some. If I would have sat on the side of that bed, yeah, it would have been like Shaq sitting in a Toyota Camry. Yeah, that's not good. I felt like I could have sucked my own dick. I okay. was just that compact. Okay, okay. 
I just really feel like there needs to be a different thought process when it comes to these handicapped and accessible rooms because if I had somebody in my family or if I personally was in that situation, I don't see how that would have actually made anything. It more wouldn't convenient. have. They would have broke their neck in the shower. <laughs> they made a. They may have rolled off the edge of the bed because it was so low. I mean, it's a lot of things that just didn't work. How is the bed that low and the couches was high? Handicaps don't need a couch. They are in a permanent reclining chair. They're not traveling alone. Oh, what? True. Some do. Most of the time. You got to get now. Handicap people are like, uh, uh, like you know, for me, like if you get sick and you're like, I don't need all this help. Handicap yeah. people don't like to be. No, helped. they don't. They want to do what they do. They because they want to be seen as normal. Because they are this normal. Room was set up the way it was because that was not conducive no, to what they need. The sink was even still regular height. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Okay, he had to climb was, up on his elbows to brush his teeth in the sink. So anyway, the tallest I, was high. My feet was damn near dangling. So he's supposed to climb, <laughs> or she's supposed to climb out of their uh, wheelchair onto the toilet. That's nasty, man. They didn't even have rails beside the toilet. No, they didn't. But I'm just glad we I were able to get out. Who, whoever created <laughs> this architecture for this building, they fucked up for that room. I'm glad that we were able to get out. And I went down when I went down the next morning. And they knew they was gonna fuck you because why have two peepholes? They knew they was like they had a people because they was like if somebody if niggas come in after midnight, they need to be able to <laughs> and see. They were like, you don't want to get on your knees guy, to look out the like, peephole. He was like, why you want to move the room? The accessible rooms are bigger than the regular whatever. And I was like, yeah, but that's of course, not, nigga, I not, don't have the hips of a wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, that's not good for my OCD. He was like, oh, you one of those? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I am. I need a regular room. Yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to be funny. You know, but, you lay you know, in the bed. Difficult. It, yeah. I just need a regular room. So like you know, you open up the curtain and you can look outside from your bed. Yeah. Not in an accessible room. It was so low to the ground with the window open, you still just looking at the wall. It's like being in a Chinese prison. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm just saying, it was bad business. <laughs> Handicap room, off the list. Let's talk about the Uber bitch who stole my money. Stole your food, because you got your money yeah, back. Yeah, I did get my money but back. But I was mad about these food. Lord. It's nothing like being hungry. This is the night of the event, after the event. It's nothing yeah. like being hungry, because... You know, Jason, I love you to death, but you have poor timing on reaching out yes, to niggas to let us. because I felt like we didn't get anything we wanted that night. Y'all heard us talk about it in, in New York when we, you know, me and Naj did the uh, interviews with DJ Miss Milan and Michelle Hope. Shout out to uh, Mind Over Matter Podcast. And then we got ready to go over this across the street to Chili's to eat. And Jason Fridays. needed, yeah, Fridays. And Jason needed us immediately. So by the time we got ready to he order, said, get here now. We, we got to get here now. So this happened again, part two. We go to Jagril. Yes, Jagril. It's a Jamaican restaurant, even though I'm saying it like a Spanish I know, person. I always say it like Jagril. So even though we, you know, we were, uh, you know, we is Jamaican, and we went over there to get something to eat. Great vibe. Oh my god. Black love, black music, Jamaican music. People yeah. just interacting, having fun. Because we drinks. did get to have a couple of drinks at the bar. Sharam punch. That's. I think that was the thing that made it worse because we had to sit at the bar for like 15, 20 minutes yeah. before, and then by the time we got seated, yeah. that's when Jason was like, "Come on." Yeah, because I had text Jason. And I said, "Hey, what time do I need to be there?" And I know he was busy because he said he had a meeting before the show. So then we, when we finally got seated, you got you a little beef patty. Oh God! You know what I'm saying? That, that beef patty, patty was, was amazing. amazing. So as we get ready to break into eating, uh, they bring the waters out. They yeah, about to bring our curry punch. chicken, our oxtails. You got oxtails. I got yeah. curry chicken. Yeah. So as it was getting ready to come out, Jason said, "If y'all want to make sure y'all in the building and you know to help out," and well, he's like, "Y'all might as well come right now." 
So I was like, fuck. So I ended up tipping a nigga for doing nothing yeah. because I knew I felt bad for, you know, up and leaving. But we get over there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we Thankfully, ate. everything was in walking distance it was, as well. It was, it was, We actually ate at the venue restaurant, which was cool, but yep. it wasn't like where we came from. Yeah. So, I But if you're going to walk outside as a man um, in Chicago in the winter, you, um, you need to wear a condom, um, put a sock over your dick. Uh, put some briefs on and I then put on some um, boxer shorts. This was the whole literally. This was the theme of our weekend. My dick didn't have the same. My dick did not have the same. My dick did not have the same hang time in Chicago. Well, just be glad that when it came time to use it, you're still good. Yeah, I can it still use it. It could be a situation where. Yeah, I could still use it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't freeze off. Yeah. But it was just yeah, it was just it was tough. <laughs> As a man, you just like to have a little hang time in your shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have a button dick. But yeah, that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the full range of the law. It wasn't there. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I keep her on my balls in the wintertime. Okay. All right. Everything is a science. Uber bitch stole my my food. Yeah. So, so that's after what the event, about. <laughs> after the event, you know what I'm saying? We go. You know, I'm hungry. You like you hungry? So we I was decided like, to cheat. Yeah. We was gonna cheat big time because I was getting a cheeseburger. Yeah. Fries. You know the whole same line. thing. So I ordered the same shit pretty much. You know, it's thirty some dollars for them to deliver it. And what time? This was like one o'clock in the morning, right? Thirty minutes goes by, forty-five minutes goes by, hour goes by. Oh, your food is on the way. Go downstairs. Don't feel like getting up. Go downstairs with half my dick. Sit down in the lobby. Wait for my food. The shit says, "Oh, your food has been delivered." <laughs> I look in my lap. Ain't shit in my motherfucking hands. Mm-hmm. I call the, the 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 Middle Eastern guy. On Uber East and say, where the fuck's my food at? Mm-hmm. He said, let me try to call the person. Calls the person, motherfucker don't answer. Some black bitch, let me let me look it up. And the first, the thing about it was the first night that we ordered when we got in late, the guy at the front desk of the hotel called and said, hey, your food's been delivered. So it's not like they couldn't get in or they couldn't drop the food off at all. Yes. Literally, they just didn't do it. They just didn't drop it off. So I said, what this bitch did was it's 2.30 in the morning. This bitch is ready to get off. Mm-hmm. She's hungry. She shouldn't have even accepted the order, though. This bitch, clearly, this is just my, this is a hypothesis, but I think it's a, it's a good educated guess. Okay. She was tired, ready to get off. It was cold outside. She said, I'm taking this nigga's food. He gonna cancel the order to get his money back anyway. Probably reorder, he'll get his money. I get free food. So, but when that happened, you know they always tell you to rate your driver. Mm-hmm. They give you a comment section. Oh God! Verbatim, these were my words, and I was hoping that the bitch got it immediately, called, and still came. I said the bitch. I wouldn't have ate the food if she read. Me that. neither. I said the bitch stole my food and never called or contacted me to let me know what happened. She is a shitty, shitty delivery woman and should be fired immediately shitty, with her trashed. I said, yeah, and I said she's a shitty, shitty delivery woman and should be fired immediately. Trash ass bitch. That was the subject title of the of of because you know they give you a subject section and then you write and oh the God. subject was trash ass bitch. That's what I'm gonna name this podcast. On the flip trash side, ass bitch. I'm upstairs in the room waiting for you to come back. You don't wash food. your hands. I done got up. I done washed my hands because I'm like, oh, this burger about to be so good. No food. And I'm like, why is it taking him so long? And I started to call you, but I didn't want to hear any bad news because I know with your luck. And the, the amount of time that it was taking you to get back to the room, I was like, what the fuck has happened? So by this time, you called me and was telling me what happened. And I was like, okay. And then you still didn't come back. So I called you. I was like, I hey, to get my mind what's going right. on? And you was like, I'm just sitting here hoping she come. And I was like, okay. 
I hope she comes too. But by this time, I had already processed the fact that I probably wasn't going to get what I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. And I knew you was going to be in a shitty ass mood. I was so in a I shitty, needed shitty to have mood. my mind right. So by the I time. I got back upstairs. Yeah. I'm breathing hard. I'm yeah. pissed. You was I like, fight don't this touch bitch. me. Yeah, I got in the bed. I laid down. I'm doing that. Deep breathing exercise. Like, I did that shit for like two minutes because that's how angry I get. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand my anger. And issues. I was trying to tell you to calm down because yeah. I was Then so, you touched me and I wasn't trying to be rude, but I was like, don't put your hands yeah, on Yeah, and I said, at that point, I was like, you know what? Let me roll my ass over and we'll wake up in the morning and keep it moving. I just don't like shit like that. I do not like it. Yeah. I can't beat up everybody, but I'm going to fight you like I can. I know Jason kept coming to me when we was at the event. He's like, I know you don't like crowds, bro. You good? You straight then, James. You straight then. Steve That's was like, so you straight. Sad. You got to be the Debo in the group. It's not about knows. being a Debo. It's just I don't like to be <laughs> fucked with. I don't like nobody fucking with me. And it's funny because people's looking at me like, is this nigga security? Cause yeah, because you was posted up and you got the broad shoulders and stuff. So that's what people see off top. Man, look at her, man. Yeah. The, the event was amazing. Mm-hmm. I just need VIP. I need a section so I could be there all by myself. Cause this shit, that's why I say wherever we doing this event for Dallas here in the uh, next month, like make sure that I got a a, a section. Don't I always make sure you I'm got just a section? Saying, Cause I, you know I don't do crowds, man. <laughs> I, I don't, don't need do no disclaimers. Don't you don't do, do crowds, and I don't need disclaimers. But this 2018, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, motherfuckers, now we taking over on events. We doing all of this shit. Nothing is for free. Couple of y'all have hit me up on social media already, and in my inbox saying you need help with your podcast. You want some content? You want some this and that? It is a fee. It may cost you a little. It may cost you a lot. But it's going to cost you. I'm telling you that right now. We're about to wrap the podcast up, man. Um, Before we go, I want to thank you for um, making sure that you kept up with my hair. One of my dreads fell out. It's it, Man, it was that fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Like we, I had to go to Walgreens. And when you, I forgot what brand of that stuff it was, but it was amazing. I had to get some mm-hmm. oil for my hair because immediately it was so cold mm-hmm. that my hair dried up and like one of my, not a whole lock, but the end of a lock fell off. Yeah. So then when we changed rooms, because they did finally get us another room yeah, from you the had handicap the gym room. When I yeah. was able to make that happen. So I went to the gym, came back. When I came back, I went to the bathroom. I'm like, why is my lock in a new room? <laughs> Because I, I saw it fall off and I put it on the on the counter. Yeah. And I was like, why not just throw that bitch in the trash? And he was like, no. and I was like, you know what? You right. Yeah, Good man. looking out. Thanks for bringing that piece of hair over here because people prey on shit. Mm-hmm. And, pre, you know, that's I, how I, I was right. Yeah. Right. You know, don't leave your hair around because somebody can do a ritual or some kind of shit they and put, put that root, root on you. you. And I ain't talking about that <laughs> pussy root. I'm talking about that voodoo root. <laughs> And let's get, voodoo, all voodoo ain't bad no, because if you not. look up the historical content and facts about voodoo, voodoo was something used with uh, Africans and uh, whatever region of black people who mm-hmm. were using it to pray against their oppressors, which was their slave masters to give them mm-hmm. strength and power and pray and spells on them. And yourself. Like, look into yourself. Voodoo one, is not bad, man. That's one reason why I wanted to learn more about it. Well, yeah. now I can say last year. Exactly. I started to learn more about it. And at the end of last year, I actually went and had a spiritual reading done. And it was like, so on point was it? it now was. I know you told me about it, and I didn't believe it because you was like, "Hey, As, she was telling me some stuff." From the time that I yeah. walked in to the time that I left, like she told me so. And you know, I'm 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 not skeptical, but I am kind of because I watch too much TV. So I made it a point, like even in small conversations, like we were doing small talk at first. Yeah, I was like, I'm not giving this whole no hints about my life, Nothing. no clues. So and she I, ain't gonna be able to put true. two and two together about yeah. me. Yeah, and I was being very short intentionally. Yeah, and she still pulls like. All kind of, like she read my life. And see, this is the thing about it. I think with people knowing you, mm-hmm. a lot of times people want to do things, but mm-hmm. they they it's kind of like if I don't know somebody, it's kind of like this whole uh, what's this shit going on where you make money? 
Oh, the cash game. Yo, the so cash with, app. Yeah, so yeah. with the cash app game. Yeah, so you know a lot of people, if they say, hey, you put in $20, you can make $500 back. A lot of people are like, man, fuck that. But if somebody close to you does it and says, hey, this shit is actually Yeah, I real. did it actually because uh, Dez was doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I trusted him and I did it. You know, and that goes back to your spiritual reading now. Mm-hmm. When you not spiritual reading, but the reading when you did the re, like a tarot reading was that is that it? Yeah, it had that that feel to it. Yeah. So it's like with you doing a reading or going to do a reading, people are gonna look at it and be like, "Damn, that's dope." Oh yeah, they, and they're probably gonna try it because if they know you, they trust you, mm-hmm. so they know this shit just yeah. Because I don't be just real. fall for anything. And I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it myself or yeah. I didn't actually take something away from it yeah. that was valuable. And that experience was very valuable. And I did tell, you know, my best friend and a, another friend, and they were both like, ooh, send me the information because I want to go. And I think the thing to remember is don't go into it looking for the same exact thing that I received from yeah. it. Go into it. And don't just, go in being skeptical. Exactly. You got to go in with an open mind, just like going into a new year. Mm-hmm. You got to go into things with an open mind and giving shit a chance. A lot of times we don't give things now, a chance. It was a bit spooky in one part. What part was that? When we did the opening prayer, when she was like calling forth for the spirits of my ancestors. Oh, yeah. And I could tell like when she opened her See, eyes. See, that's that voodoo shit, but the voodoo shit has never been wrong. Who don't want to talk to somebody on the other side if you oh, can? And she already said, she was like, you know, not to tell too much, but she was just like, um, she was like, you've had these experiences before. And she yeah. was like, not necessarily in this setting, in but this she was setting, like, yeah. but you always seek the guidance of your ancestors. Yeah. And I and I do. You yeah. know me. like yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, what are you looking forward to in 2018? I know we don't do New Year's resolutions, yeah, but it got to be something that you look forward to, something that you want to accomplish. Like, let's do a verbal vision board right now. Um, the only thing that I'm going to accomplish after talking to James uh-huh. is you more- James motherfucking Getty. <laughs> Because I used to be a person that would get up and yeah. go anywhere I wanted to go in the world yeah. by myself. True. Um, I think since we've been dating, I've tried to wait for you more so yeah. to do things. So this year, I'm just looking forward to getting back to myself. You're just going to get out there and go. And go where I want to go. Get out there. No, I think that's a good thing, man. For me, the thing I'm looking for in 2018 is just the... Um, the improvement in the upward mobility of Roberts Media Group. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see the growth for Republican Company. Um, I'm excited to see the growth for, you know, Stephen Cofield, uh, Millennial Films, Jason Alexander, like the homie Frank and uh, Melanin Origins. And I, I mean, I really just want to see the success. Boy, yeah, 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 too, yeah, right? yeah. Got Frank, uh, him and his wife and his business. I really, in 2018, I honestly just want to see everybody thrive mm-hmm. and flourish and help them in any way and help can. them in any way I everybody can. Everybody you know, help each other to get exactly, man. The homie Jakeem out in Miami, like we gonna be there. Hopefully, that's somewhere we gonna be this year. I've never been I to Miami. I think that's gonna be a guy. Sh- that Maybe should be a, a guy sh- trip. Yeah, because I'm gonna be rubbernecking. I'm just yeah. gonna be honest. I mean, like, hell, my, yeah. I, Miami. I'm, gonna, I'm literally yeah. gonna unscrew my neck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Okay. So, I've been, so I know what it yeah, is. Yeah, so, and they say they see dark-skinned brothers like gods down there. <laughs> no, like a Greek god. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, um, shout out to everybody, man. Like I say, I, I just want to see the upward mobility of everybody that I fuck with. Mm-hmm. The reason I feel so good about 2018 is I feel like I trimmed so much. We trimmed so much fat oh, last yeah. year. Got rid of the dead weight. We trimmed so much fat. And, and people could say what they want about Kevin Hart, but I posted, reposted his video and he was talking about if you have negative people around you, that shit spills into your energy. It does. So the only, even, even some of the things. And not even negative people, just people that are always like, 
uh, they're always, always complaining. I complained a lot last yeah, you year. Did. And the thing I was like, and I, and I remember waking up this morning and I was like, not this year. Yeah. Whatever bills I got, whatever I got, that shit gonna be there. And if I you die it. a motherfucking day, mm-hmm. those bills are gonna be there. Pay what you can and keep it fucking moving. Exactly. If you're scared to invest in, this is the fuck, this is the crazy thing. Think about this, people who want to invest in yourself who say, I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Nigga, if you ain't got no money, go on and go where you want to go and spend what you want to spend because you ain't got it no way. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, I don't have no extra money, not realizing Invest how in yourself. Much Stop buying these shoes. Cut off your fucking things. cable. Dude, that $170 cable bill, those $300 pair of shoes you buying, mm-hmm. all that little shit. Put little shit like, stop buying so much. I haven't really went on a shopping spree mm-hmm. in two years because, and, and not to be funny, if you go back and look at the podcast and you go back and look at the pages and you see the growth, you'll see the extensive growth over the mm-hmm. last two years because I've sacrificed mm-hmm. labels and putting shit on my back mm-hmm. and in foreign cars but you still made it look good that's what I'm saying and not many people can do that and I think that's what everybody is afraid of it's been tough it's been tough but the thing about it is it was a blessing the whole time like even when I was going on these trips I'm like woo financially Mm -hmm. but to have niggas is dope like we went to breakfast the time that you didn't go in Chicago Mm -hmm. so the bill came out and we were still talking and you know I grabbed the bill and I paid for everybody at the table. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to the, uh, is it Velour or, v- I don't know how to pronounce it. I can't remember. It wasn't Velour, but it was no, somewhat a V. It was one remember. of Obama's uh, favorite restaurants. They had like a whole menu of what mm-hmm. he ate every time he came there. And when we got in line, you know, Jason came up to me because I had paid previously and he gave enough money for me and you to get our breakfast that mm-hmm. morning. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't $10. It wasn't $20. So mm-hmm. I do appreciate, you know, Jason doing that. But the thing that I loved was I looked out for everybody the day before mm-hmm. and then they looked out for us throughout the week because Jason paid for our breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then you had Steven who bought the Uber ride for five people, which ain't cheap because no, you got to get an that. SUV. So you got to get whatever that is, Uber X shit. Yeah. So, Everybody looking out for each other. Yeah, James was making sure people needed shit, and it was like everybody looked out for people. So to be in a situation, it just felt crazy. Then when we got ready to get on the plane, you know, we walked into the airport in O'Hare Airport, and then I see somebody running up mm-hmm. to us, like being goofy and shit, and it was Steven. Yeah. Because they was getting and on that the opposite was everything. Flight. Like, even it that was. small gesture was yeah, just it like was. everything, because it just makes you feel like you're appreciated. Yeah. Appreciated. And a part of something. And it makes you feel good that people look at you and view you the way you view exactly. them. Exactly. Because I love Steven, man. Steven is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Check out, be be waiting for his episode. He has a big special coming out on CBS here on January 13th. We'll mm-hmm. be talking more about that. The episode will drop later on this week. But Steven, man, he just has a way of making you feel yeah. like. He has a presence about himself. He has himself. a presence about himself, man. And like I say, we already talked about James, you know, um, Jason got a presence about himself and how he interacts and move as business. But he also is very engaging. I just keep seeing him run across the floor, like doing that little dance. Oh, all yeah, night. yeah, yeah. And they had <laughs> Chicago had this two step oh, thing yeah, going. I'm going to have to find Jason. When you hear this shit, bro, send me a video. I don't know what that dance y'all was doing. I'll send you the video. I got it. You doing everybody that dance. Everybody got in on that. They, everybody was doing this two step dance. I was like, I feel left out, but I didn't know what the fuck was exactly. going on. Exactly. So I was like, I need to figure out what the fuck this two step to Chicago doing. And when they turn that swag surf on oh yeah they went nuts on that swag surfing (laughs) i'm talking crazy and 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 another thing about steven he got the dj to stop dj illa he did a great job Mm -hmm. um but steven got them to stop so we could all be on one accord yeah and when i say the shit was so in sync i looked at you and i said do you feel the floor shaking yes the floor was shaking in a big ass building concrete but the the floor was I got chills right yes. the floor was fucking shaking because everybody was in harmony and it 
You know how you go to church and a pastor preaches? Mm-hmm. And when he preaches, he could make a sermon out of driving a car and lights and shit and saying, wait your turn, stay yeah. in your lane. Like, that showed how powerful. Because before Stephen stopped to get everybody on one accord, mm-hmm. you didn't feel no floor shit. Yeah. Everybody was just doing their own thing. Exactly. They were just dancing, doing what the fuck they wanted mm-hmm. to do. He's like, DJ, DJ, cut the motherfucking music. No, we're going to go left mm-hmm. to right. Left yeah. to right. And when they turned that shit back on and left to right start happening, you felt the fucking floor shaking, man. Yeah. It was crazy. That shit was amazing, man. All right, man. We're going to get up out of here. I I can't wait to go back to Chicago. I I don't know about you, but I'm planning on going back in June. They um, do like this arts festival. So I will be there. I got to talk. Shout out to Richard, man. I know we didn't get a chance to talk to Richard. It's always good seeing Richard, man. He always has a lot of knowledge. Yeah, Richard came in and snuck out. Yeah, he did his thing, (laughs) man. And um, I'm going to read, and I think everybody else should read. Me and him have been chopping it up over the last couple of days, talking about the, he's been reading the autobiography of uh, Malcolm X by Alex Haley. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how many gems are in there. And he's pretty much encouraged me to read it and inspired me to read it from some of the things I've seen him post on Instagram mm-hmm. and some of the things that we've talked about. But, man, be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. Also, follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player.fm, Listen Notes, and more. Um, Spotify, we still trying to get in that motherfucker. We coming for you this year. We still working on that. If you would like to be a guest on the show, would like us to answer one of your questions from our perspective, be sure to email us at info at the reality is that's T-H-A, uh, the reality is dot com or call and leave a message at 469-351-9681 and we'll be sure to answer the question on the upcoming episode. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a reading or review on any platform that you listen to the podcast on. Oh my God. Is this how you're starting a new year? <laughs> that's how we're going to do it, man. I'm growing all, I'm going in all new year, man. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Um, where can they find you at on social media? And if they need your consulting businesses, what? uh, Okay, social media is at noartesia, that's K-N-O-W-A-R-T-E-S-I-A, and www.noartesia.com. All right, sound like you should call 911 girl six. (laughs) Oh, do you have your hand, your dick in your hand now? And stroke it. Did you add oil, baby? And stroke it. Use your left hand to cuff your balls. And imagine me (laughs) sucking on the tip of the dick. Yeah, that's what your boy sounds like. Oh, come for me, daddy. Yeah, so I always oh I gotta tell people you can find me on social media man Facebook Anthony Roberts uh, Instagram Sir Robert Pole I'm getting on the Snapchat we got the reality is on Snapchat we got the reality is on Instagram tell I, I think y'all should love the stories that I've been doing I didn't do shit at the beginning of the year the last two months I've been giving y'all everything anytime y'all we take a trip. You. Anytime we take a trip, I'm making sure y'all close and inside and going and with us, And that's the other thing, too, because I have a lot of people that always hit me up. They're like, how come you don't post no pictures and no videos? Yeah. And I'm telling people, like, Tell social to go media to the is, is too exhausting is to exhausting. update across multiple platforms. I do want a, a social media manager. A lot of the videos manager. that you get yes. or that you do post are videos that I've gotten. Yeah. So I feel like very I've true. done my due diligence. Very Check true. out the reality is anytime we're traveling. And that those are my videos and my pictures. Yep. And some of the things to look forward to in... Um, 2018 here at the beginning of the year we do still have the Martin Trivia Live uh, event coming up at the top of the year um, here in Dallas again we're also still going to do Houston um, a couple other cities we're working on we will have Justin the Lawyer Justin the Lawyer um, one girl you better call I just got hit.com okay So we're going to have Justin DeLaurie. He'll be on the podcast here within the uh, next couple of weeks. Again, Stephen Cofield, the actor out of Chicago, will be doing his thing. We're going to get the homie J- 
Jamil Good Enough Millennial Films on the podcast um, to talk his talk about what he's doing out there in uh, New York. We got a lot of other podcasts that are going to be coming up and some very, very special guests coming up throughout the year. Just stay tuned, man. Be ready. Uh, buckle your seatbelts because last year was amazing. But the fact that we ended last year on the buzz, it's kind of like being in the playoffs. You know, you make it to the white, you, you damn near barely get in. You make it to the playoffs. You don't win the Super Bowl, but you know you got the squad next year to win the whole goddamn thing. I want my rings, bitch. Always remember in hell, courage to excel success. We'll talk to y'all motherfuckers later this week. Peace. Well, in just about 15 seconds from now, it'll be 1990. They're gathered down below as we say goodbye to 1989. The ball is moving. The crowd sees it. You can hear them. Oh, can you ever hear them? They know when it hits the bottom, it'll be 1990. Goodbye to the 80s. for you an inside look at the local covid vaccine trial for kids what children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated today at 4 p.m on nbc4 tonight it's the voice live rounds and nick jonas wants his first win let's get this done who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here watch live and vote to save your face the voice live rounds tonight on nbc Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.